0: And that's why we consider it lesser and why we use words like foreplay when talking about oral sex, when it's really just like more play and fucking necessary to have an orgasm. So either do it or get out. Hey,
1: ladies. Hey, ladies, and welcome
2: back to Perspective. And hey, you, how is life? Hey, baby, it's good. <laughs> um, it hasn't been as long as last week. Um, we've hung out a few times this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got to do a nice dinner. Like, actually, dress up. Yeah, high
2: heels. While I, I wore high heels. Yeah. Um, and went out. I wore my fancy um, my fancy gold Kenneth Coles that I got from, uh, New Love Thread, so shout out to that, I was so happy to finally wear them. It was so weird, like, getting ready to go out for a nice dinner, it had been so long.
1: I know, it was kind of weird, like, it, it, I mean, it wasn't weird to go out for dinner, but it was just, like, yeah, like, actually putting makeup on and doing my hair, and, like selecting an outfit I was literally like thinking about the outfit for like three days before because I was like oh my god like I haven't dressed up in so long like this is so exciting like I don't I need to wear like a perfect outfit even though it was just like a ladies night but it was just so exciting for me because you know how I
2: love fashion (laughs) no and yes and this is (laughs) this is why what you did wear is the most ironic and Fucking hilarious thing in the entire world! Like you looked ten out of ten, obviously gorgeous, but you wore workout clothes. Shut up! Don't tell people that. Yeah, sorry. No, you pulled it off, and I'm like, "Whoa, love this outfit!" And then you're like, "Literally, these are exercise (laughs) pants." Okay. Fairness. I love. They were. They are, and I think it's hilarious because you have so many like you know fancy things, and you still look so fancy but it's just uh-huh. funny cuz we know that it's exercise pants.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, yes, they <laughs> they were, but <laughs> But they were like that style of pant that's in right now. So anyway, whatever. We're not yeah, like,
2: like I'm saying, it looked great. We won't
1: go uh, down that, but thank you. And yeah, yeah. I rocked them with <laughs> a pair of stilettos and a leather jacket, and I couldn't have been happier. I ate my face off, and I was still comfy and still looked yes. good. I mean, that is like the trifecta that you go for, right? When you go out, yeah. like, yeah. it's one thing to like look amazing, but then you're usually in something tight, which therefore eating a ton is difficult because like either you can't undo a button or you like end mm-hmm. up looking like you are going to have a food baby. Um, but I had none of those problems. Like I just ate no, and felt good glorious.
0: and looked
2: good at the beginning and the end of the night. So winning yeah. all around <laughs> here. Yeah, it was so fun. I'm so glad we did that. We have to do that soon. But Probably not anytime soon, since we're going into well, wave we're two, officially I guess.
1: in wave two. Yes, uh, as we record yeah. this, it was Which announced sucks. today that it's we're in wave two. By the uh, Ontario yeah. government has stated that, but anyway, who cares about that? Speaking of looking good, I can't. <laughs> A hold this in anymore. We've been waiting to announce this. Mm-hmm. We are so excited. Yes, you know. I have awesome news. I'm just going to get right into it. We are so very honored to announce that we have a new product sponsor joining Perspective, And Woo-hoo. you've heard us talk about them before. We have had her on the show. We are welcoming House of Hyla to our product sponsor roster and we couldn't be happier about it uh we've like gushed over the shoe line a million times i absolutely love mine i wore them all through quebec city Uh, a couple weeks back those white sneakers and they were the most comfortable things like i walked miles and miles, miles. So, I mean, that's a testament right there. And I also have their pumps, which are amazing. And so for those of you that maybe haven't heard the episodes or are new to the show, House of Hyla is a Canadian shoe brand with one simple mission. They provide women and more recently men and children with fair price vegan leather shoes. And what really sets them apart is their line Of entirely monochromatic pumps and that is where I got hooked was I saw a post on Instagram uh, which actually was on a friend and another one of our guests page Ali Seca from second co uh, public relations and I saw a picture of just like a rainbow of monochromatic shoes and I was like who is this like whose shoes are these immediately bought the sneaks and some pumps and couldn't have been happier and i can't recommend them enough they're the first to offer from heel to toe monochromatic color so that means the entire shoe inside and the sole is the exact same color and you have to see it to believe it honestly like there there is no variation from like over every inch of the shoe um anyway this brand quickly became a favorite of mine So pumps aren't exactly the poster child for foot comfort, but the fit of House of Hyla pumps is amazing. So your foot feels secure in the shoe, and they actually are very, very comfortable. Again, we cannot recommend this brand enough. We love Hyla. She's an incredibly talented, interesting woman who has done so many different things, and she is Totally about female empowerment, which obviously on the show, we love that. And we are happy to also announce, of course, a discount code for our listeners, which as always is HERSPECTIVE20. So this gets you 20% off your Generation 2 order. The Generation 2 line just dropped. So take advantage of it really quick because I know that a lot of their shoes sell out fast and you don't want to miss this opportunity to get 20% off your first order. So whatever color your little heart desires, they have it. Honestly, like if you have an outfit that is like really hard to match, go check out the House of Hilo line and you will find a color to match that outfit. I guarantee it. So welcome our product sponsor House of Hyla. Check them out. Their Instagram is at House of Hyla and you guys will not be disappointed if you grab yourself some of their shoes.
2: Yeah, go check them out. you guys will be very happy and thank you for joining our sponsors House of Hyla Well yeah, it's always like obviously really cool too. Get a, an amazing Canadian female run sponsor going on. So of course, yeah,
1: yeah working with uh, Canadian female led brands that's sort of like our core value. Yeah, <laughs> core mission.
2: Yeah, for sure. i knew <laughs> On top she was. of
1: having them on the show. Yeah, of course. But <laughs> yeah, and I may not seem as like excited as I'm expressing, but I do actually have a cold, and no, it is not COVID. <laughs> so yeah, I, know. That's um, the new... I am super psyched but I just like sound nasally that's, <laughs> that's what it is
2: <laughs> so, yeah you need to get the, all that cured up you need some like neocitrine and stuff to cure yourself
1: yeah that's like the only good thing about being sick is like I get excited about all the like cold sleep medicine time, cold yeah. drugs yeah <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. I know. I know I'm very means. jealous. I can take Tylenol cold and sinus <laughs> nighttime or Citron nighttime and like the sleep you get. Yeah, ugh.
2: literally never a better sleep than when you are so drugged up on. Well, for me, I love NyQuil. Oh my god, it puts me like right out for the entire night. So I'm I'm a little jealous. Like I wish I was seeing you sooner than I am so you can breathe on me or something (laughs) infect you oh god it's like the friends episode this is not the time well i know it's not covid we're fine and i just saw you the other day so if we have covid then we have already have it
1: yeah well we don't have it so let's not put that out there no we don't um it is not i'm knocking on wood yeah seriously but yes i know like my husband's always like what the hell's wrong with you because i'm like i hate being sick obviously no one wants to be sick but i'm like ooh, so exciting yeah, Cold when you finally get one medication. of those
2: seasonal colds. It's like,
1: woohoo! <laughs> I love it. That's... I don't do drugs normally, so this is like the closest I get. Anyway. Yeah, this is like a vacay. Yeah.
2: Get it, girl. Seriously. Get those Part drugs of in ya. <laughs> Anyways, moving on.
1: But we have an awesome awesome episode today i'm so excited to like get into it and for everybody to hear
2: yeah we're on our Um, like a theme roll um last week this week so last week everyone knows um that we had lady pym on talking about uh sex work during covid this week we are talking with an amazing woman like who we love and obviously as usual but also especially is we're making our new best friend because
1: yeah. Awesome. She
2: said it too. So. I know. She said yeah. it first. So, <laughs> technically, this is like all, her idea. <laughs>
1: okay, but wait, 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 wait. We're not getting into that just yet. We okay. have a couple little like, housekeeping y things and some interesting, like, celeb news and uh, our recos for yes. the series that we're watching. Yeah. So I'm gonna go first um, right now. Okay, you do yours. I'm watching Raised by Wolves, which is on Crave. It's a sci-fi thriller. Producer is Ridley Scott of Aliens. Yes, that Ridley Scott. I personally can't get enough of it. I'm a sci-fi geek. I yeah, you love all those love shows, that stuff. But it's interesting because the show is actually uh, very focused on like a strong female lead. Um, she oh. happens to be the mother, and I do that in air quotes because um the premise is, like, there's some androids that are supposed to save, like, the what's left of the human race. It's totally post-apocalyptic, which I also love, too. But anyway, I'm not going to give any more away than that, but um, it is such a great show. If you love sci-fi, I can't recommend it enough because, like, it has got me captivated. And Ridley Scott, he's okay. just great. You can pick up all like his like stylings throughout the show there's like some creatures in it that are very very alien esque, like from the movie Mm -hmm. alien just like the shape of them and like kind of like their behaviors and things like that so anyway love that stuff totally check it out it's the in the first season And that's on
2: crave right
1: yeah it's on crave i think you can get it on a couple other like uh channels or networks or whatever but I'm watching it through Crave so anyway cool amazing yeah check it out yeah
2: I sh- maybe I will check that out like obviously I'm not a huge fan obviously all I am a huge fan of is like murder shows um and Hallmark oh god and like like yeah literally like the deadly murder shows or like the lamest romance shows oh it's embarrassing um <laughs> but right now I'm watching. You know I'm like a l- really late to the bandwagon, but um, I we just started watching Shits Creek. Best, it's so funny.
1: Oh yeah, it, that is a great, great yeah series. I haven't watched all of it, but I've like caught a couple episodes here and there, and I'm like, oh my god, I have to watch yeah. this. Like it is hilarious. I mean, they just sweep the Emmys. I love Catherine so, O'Hara. Yeah, she's yeah. She's fantastic. The whole cast is fantastic. Um, but I, I especially love... Yeah, she's her. good I, in I this. I've loved her since Home Alone. Yeah, oh yeah. She's just like... She does it so well. Yeah, she's
2: hilarious. Like, it's so natural. Yeah, she, and and you know, I'm really into... Um, and I didn't know how I would, but how I would feel about him. But Dan Levy, I'm super into him. Anyways, we're only like like two episodes in. So, <laughs> so far, so good. But the other show we just started watching was Fargo, which again is late to the... Um, not game yeah I was gonna say Bamway. that's not right <laughs> late to the game um of course it's I know right. I don't know any sayings <laughs> and that's just I didn't know that I didn't know any things till we started doing the podcast so it's crazy the things that you learn about yourself but anyways um <laughs> yeah late to the game with that but Fargo is so good and I didn't even really care for the movie but the show is, is funny it, it's again a murder show but it has like a humor to it which yeah it's I, a dark uh, humor yeah and I like it it's so it's I get my murder It's fix, very but also laugh. witty
1: and intellectual, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Like they they do it really like.
2: I didn't know you smartly. watched that one too.
1: I've seen a couple episodes of Fargo, and I've seen the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't mind it's the movie. It's very similar but to the
2: movie, but yeah, yeah.
1: like it's yeah. the same kind of like tone for sure. So yeah, yeah there you have it, guys. Those are our Good recos. recos. Um, we haven't given any in a while, but I guess now that the cold weather is coming
2: and yeah, COVID, be hibernating, COVID part two is coming. Um, we're all going to be back inside. I know. I'm not really, like, looking forward to that. I, I It's Nobody hard is. because I've been a lot of – I know, obviously. Um, I've been in Niagara and St. Catharines, and there's, like, no cases here. So it feels weird when I go home to Toronto, and there's – yeah, it's a whole other thing there's going There's a on. lot.
1: Yeah, I'm on the outskirts of the city, too, and in my little – area there isn't a ton yet knock on wood it'll remain that yeah, way knock on but wood. um it's serious people like just wear
2: your masks keep yeah. it clean <laughs> that goes in general though yeah I mean yeah we, we recommend cleanliness
1: I mean I don't want to be one of those people that's like oh it's obviously the kids partying but I mean the reports are showing that it is people under 40 that are contracting it and spreading it. I guess like everybody having COVID fatigue, which I don't blame them. I certainly did too. But like they're out there, but it seems like maybe they're not making like the best decisions. So I don't know if this is like sharing drinks, sharing smokes, sharing whatever. Or, like obviously being too close because
2: yeah, the proximity I'm sure is is the big thing there. And like they just yeah. had all those cases. Well, the potential for all those cases at um the bar downtown and it just sucks because a couple bars yeah yeah. and here we are now going back into it but I mean for a while I don't for a while we were feeling really safe because everything was really going down and things were reopening so I kind of get where that came from with people kind of resuming but we this is a reminder you can't we can't we're not living that life yet so
1: yeah certainly not and so I mean everybody's saying it just like just don't yeah please, so we don't have to, like, be
2: prisoners in our own homes like, again. And, we don't want this next summer. Let's make sure we don't have another summer in COVID.
1: Well, th- the other thing is, like, the kids need to be in school, like, for their mental health and just, like, For your mental like, health. development. <laughs> for my mental health, personally. If everyone could just, like, stay the fuck away from each other for a while, for my and yeah. <laughs> my only. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But in all seriousness, like, it is, like, kind of scary if we kind of go backwards because as we talked about when this all hit the first time like you know we we commented a lot about um the uptick in abuse and like a lot of kids really rely on school programs for food and um just safety things like that like not gonna go down there uh for this episode but just it's a reminder like there's other reasons outside of just like the health factor that we really should be trying to do our very best to not spread this virus any further um a lot of a lot of people children depend on being outside of their home let's just say it like that Mm -hmm. um but in celebrity news
2: yeah (laughs) Nice transition. Moving on,
1: yeah. In celebrity news, unfortunately, it's kind of like a, I mean, it's a it's a bittersweet story. I think Um, we've talked about being fans of Dax Shepard and the Armchair Expert uh, podcast on the show before. He's actually one of our influencers, I would say, uh, as to why we were interested in starting a pod. Um, And he just released a episode. It's called Day Seven on Armchair Expert. Uh, It was recorded on September 21st, but he released it on the 25th. And he actually uh, reveals that he had a major drug relapse. Um, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say major, but he definitely relapsed. I'd say it was
2: major because of, like, how things that happened happened. You know, how he's celebrating his sobriety when he's high, like – That's pretty fucking bad. No offense.
1: Yeah. I mean, he gets into it about, yes, like he had been sober for over 15 years. Actually, he had just marked his 16th year of sobriety. And during that time, he was high on pills. Well, he was having a
2: party to celebrate it.
1: Yeah. And and I think that was probably like one of. And I mean, based on what he said uh, during the episode, like that combined with just like the loneliness that you start to feel because you're living this lie, like all the people that you care about and love and vice versa, like you're just living this lie and um, it isolates you like majorly. And yeah. so... Um, well, it he... can't feel good. Exactly. And and I mean, he's been very open uh, about his addiction issues uh, obviously detailing it more and more because of his podcast. Um, but yeah, it was just, uh, surprising, um, disappointing, but glad to hear that he see is seeking help and hopefully getting better. And I mean, I really shouldn't say disappointing. I don't know Dak Shepard. And I guess like as an addict for, I'm not an addict, so I can't relate, but, Uh, We've all had addicts in our lives and uh, it's like serious, like it's no joke. It's disappointing because
2: it's sad. You want to see people do well. You want to see people doing the best that they can do. And not that he's not, but it's sad when something is no longer true, aka in this case, is sobriety, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: It's sad for him. And then, of course, what that means is when you relapse is that you're on drugs again. So that's double sad. But first step in, obviously, like, dealing with that, overcoming that is, you know, being honest about it. So he did kind of um, own up to his shit with his wife and his business, well, his podcast partner, Monica. And best friend, yeah. Yeah, that's obviously, like, a good sign that he did that. I mean, I personally don't know why. Did he air that? Or did he just say that he did That meeting with them, like, did he film, like, record that meeting with them?
1: Uh, no. Okay, I was gonna say that. So this is all now happened in the past, and he basically just detailed the start and to where he is right now. So where he is right now is like just back on track, trying to get back on track, and being honest and open about it. Um, and I think that's all you can do. Uh, Yeah. So obviously, we really. Are sending him good vibes because we hope yeah. he is successful in regaining his um, sobriety.
2: Yeah, for sure, and that's why they say it's like a lifelong journey. Like, you're, once you're an well, addict, once you're an, an addict, addict for you're life. always an addict. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because you have to deal with this forever. And unfortunately, um, I mean, that sucks. I wish, like, how much better would the world be if we could just like end the addiction at once? You know, but it's just not how it is.
1: Yeah. So uh in other celebrity news Chrissy Teigen is having a bit of a hard time with her pregnancy unfortunately so totally sending her good vibes uh not <laughs> what I wanted to comment on but I was the gonna fact say we're
2: not she, we're just on a good vibe train so like anyone who needs it we're sending you good vibes <laughs> to totally say names <laughs>
1: But watching her stories today is what I wanted to comment on because she was filming John, her husband, John Legend, if like you've been living under a rock and you don't know who he is. Also, we sort of met him and by met him, I mean, we like stalked
2: him from the bushes. Okay, we saw him in Hill's person hotel. and he was very <laughs> close to us. So basically, he's our friend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Indirectly, we know him. But so he was at the hospital where Chrissy obviously has to stay because of the uh, pregnancy issues that she's having. Um, she's on bed rest.
2: And she's on naked rest. Like, I fucking love her. You yeah, know, she's hilarious. never wearing she's clothes. Sane. And I love when people are so fucking lame. and They're like, can you not get dressed? She's like, oh, my God, unfollow me. Like, fuck off. This girl is just trying to be naked. Leave her alone.
1: Yeah, she's hilarious, and she's very, like, real, in my opinion, although I didn't love that she was, like, shouting out skims because she's never wearing them, and anyway, it just seemed, like, not her style or, like, on brand uh, for her, so that was a little bit weird, but that's not what I want to talk about. What I wanted to talk about (laughs) was that John Legend is making himself a sandwich while hanging out with her in the hospital room, and it was so funny and interesting because here's people that are millionaire multi-millionaires and he actually had like his food in ziploc bags he had like craft singles sliced cheese he had processed meat like this was a sandwich that the average joe would eat and it was just like very <laughs> shocking to see They're a celebrity real put it yes, and and eat these real things and just putting together this like
2: what should he have brought out? Like a like first of all, a gourmet piece of cheese? First of all, I wouldn't and... expect
1: anybody to be making a sandwich for him or I wouldn't expect himself. him to be making a sandwich for himself. I would be expecting yeah. someone to make it for him or them. Yeah, well, I'm surprised he didn't get their chefs to just pack one up quickly. Exactly. <laughs> and I was not expecting Kraft Single's cheese slices
2: at all. Was it really a Kraft Single? I mean, fuck, I love those too, but I don't like them on any real food because they're plastic. But if I see a Kraft Single in someone's fridge, I'm going to eat it right then and there. It's so weird.
1: Oh, no, I hate them. They're disgusting. Um, but it was just like it was just very like relatable and I yeah. appreciated that moment I was like you're mm-hmm. eating processed meat and cheese you're a real man I love and you cheese.
2: <laughs> I love how that's like all it takes <laughs> if well, I see know, a celeb with do a craft hold single them to
1: a higher standard and have like these like expectations or assumptions about them that they don't live and they don't they don't live the way we live it, but like I just never would think they eat that sort of thing I just assume that they yeah like have like the finest meats and cheese from like the sacred parts of Italy or something brought to them by <laughs> a personal chef and chefed up and I'm surprised she's even in a friggin' hospital I would expect her to have her own like hospital room built inside our house.
2: You know why he had a craft single because he hasn't made a sandwich since he was a kid. Since he was not rich, and that's when he used to eat craft singles. So that's all he knew what to do right now. I'm sure he normally has someone making a sandwich for him, and normally Christy's there and she loves to cook. So this is a prime example of why he's using a craft single, in my knowledgeable opinion.
1: <laughs> I should to throw in knowledgeable. Well, yeah. either way, I appreciate it. I liked it and I thought it was cute. Um, yeah. but Me too, though. another excellent segue if we're talking about craft is as we all are very aware, we have now entered pumpkin spice season. And I don't know if you people are aware, but Craft has announced that they are putting out a limited edition pumpkin spice Craft dinner.
2: So when you phoned me with this outrageous news, I was Horrified. uh I went through several stages with this knowledge. I was, you know, first of all, I thought my phone shattered. Uh I was shocked. <laughs> I was repulsed. I was in denial. And then I became angry. <laughs> <You> <laughs> and then I finally settled on like just sheer utter confusion. There are often things that I see in the world, movies, for example, like things that are just so bad. I'm like, not one person was responsible of this. for this. There was a team. How did it get so many like approved yeses? How does this happen? Well, they're jumping on
1: the trend of pumpkin spice. Like, why not? I guess since everything else gets pumpkin spice, why wouldn't, why wouldn't, craft dinner like I mean it I guess it's a no-brainer but I'm just I want to know who is going to try it so if you are one of those people that's gonna try it tell us
2: yeah I guess yeah because ew uh why I not want. um I just want to say <laughs> what did you just say about uh of course they're doing this like what <laughs> well no I way. guess I was
1: being sarcastic but kind of not <laughs> yeah. like like What's left in the world to turn pumpkin spice? Like the next obvious selection would be craft dinner, don't you think? Like I don't know. Like Ugh. everything is pumpkin spice. I got a pumpkin spice foot like self um pedicure kit in my FabFitFun box. Okay, but fall. that is so, not I mean, even as
2: weird as Mac and Cheese.
1: Well, I know. But anyway. Anyways. The point is, who's trying it? We need to know. Like, what does it taste like? Does it taste like a pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks or like a pumpkin spice muffin? Yeah, that's like, what I'm I picturing, like,
2: like, like a sweet. So like sweet? yeah, yeah, Which is
1: weird. So if you're one of those people that is like a craft dinner lover or pumpkin spice lover or both, like your dream has come true, I guess. Uh, so let us know like what it tastes like and how disgusting it was. Uh, and yeah, yeah that's that.
2: thank you. um seriously moving on now because I'm just it's so gross I don't even really want to know about that ever again um but today we have a fantastic episode our like yes this is a fun one yeah our our new bestie as we mentioned before um is joining us from Crete. she's in Greece so also just a side note um don't mind some of the quality there are, you know, a few glitches, but I mean, she's calling in from the beach. So that is inevitable. Fair. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were just super happy to even get a chance to chat with her because she is so knowledgeable on this topic. She was has so much passion, so much information that she left us with. And it was just a f- awesome call.
1: Yeah. So we are talking with... Gigi Angle, if you don't know who she is, get to know her. Mm-hmm. But she is a certified sexologist, an award winning feminist author, and a certified sex educator. She is a huge pleasure ambassador for women. Yeah. People in general but especially women and this episode we definitely focus on like female masturbation female pleasure and kind of like why is it still taboo why are women still afraid of their own body and why is
2: the clit still hidden for so many yes that's what we should title this episode (laughs) find the fucking clit clit.
1: yeah (laughs) But no, she is so fantastic and you're right. Like she's so passionate and like you can, you'll get that yeah. through the episode, but we had the best time talking with her and so amazing that she called in from Greece. I Greek. know.
2: It made it even better.
1: Greece. I didn't even know where that was. I
2: know. It's hilarious.
1: <laughs> but she's, she's just like fun, funny, Knows everything about everything to do with female pleasure masturbation. Um, huge ambassador also for uh like teaching about your body, about pleasure, such sex education, starting at home with your kids. Uh so another thing that we've talked about lots on the mm-hmm. show, like these are conversations that need to happen at the beginning. This is not something that you have with your child or teenager or never. Like, you need to be having these conversations early on so they know what their body does, how it works, what it feels like, and that it's all normal and okay. Um, Yes. So I think let's get into it. So without further ado. Welcome to the show, Gigi. Thank you so much for being here. We are very excited to chat with you.
2: Yes. All the way from Crete. You are on vacation. (laughs) Yes. Very true.
0: Very excited to be here coming at you guys live from
2: greece that's so amazing it, the funniest part ever is my boyfriend and lauren both had never heard of crete before so <laughs> please tell them a little bit about that
0: <laughs> uh, i mean, it's just one of the greek islands like uh, my husband had been here before on a family vacation and was like i just like wanted to go somewhere and he was like i know that this one place in crete is really nice so do you want to just go there and i was like mm-hmm, yeah sounds
1: yeah. good well, Greece is on my bucket list, big time. So um, maybe Crete will be added to that as well when I eventually get to
2: yeah, where we can travel.
0: I think it's it's considered I think the best. Besides, it's like if you want to party, it's like Mykonos, and then if you want to like just be with the locals and like have the clearest water ever, it's like Crete's the way to go.
1: Amazing. Well, we wanted to chat with you because uh, as we were telling you before, we love your posts on Instagram. We love everything that you stand for. I we think it's so important for women to have as many of the those types of voices like you provide about like sexuality and loving yourself and sexual positivity. So we're kind of curious, like how did this journey start for you? Why why sex education? Why did you want to become a sexologist and like an ambassador for just sex positivity?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I've always been pretty, I've always been like very open about my sexuality and very, uh, I was always a big time slutty girl, and was kind of like I think I started my my whole life was like I was like the friend who friends came with. I, a lot of sex educators say this, but I was like a, a friend who like people would come to and like they wanted to talk about sex with me. But what I really wanted to be was a writer. So I went into journalism in school, and then I was like, okay, like maybe I want I know I want to be a journalist. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to cover yet because I just haven't made the connection a job working for elite daily like when they were first like first starting out like in like the tiny office that was like an, ap- an apartment it was not an office and um i would write all the sex content because like nobody wanted to do the more like raunchy articles like how do you make your vagina taste different can you do that um like just like kind of stuff like that people like and i kind of got pigeonholed into it pretty easily because i was like i don't give a fuck
2: yeah i want to write about that <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was like, give me that article. I was like, my favorite yeah. line from that article was like, I guess my dreams of having a champagne flavored pussy are dead now. And like, because <laughs> like, that's how few of a fucks I gave just like about, I like, I was just like, I've always been like really loud and like out there with my writing. So like, then I wrote, I went freelance and I was writing for Teen Vogue. And I, with the same, like more, I was more educational, writing more educationally, less like obviously not saying like champagne flavored pussy on Teen Vogue, that probably wouldn't fly, <laughs> yeah. but they were, I don't know though. They're pretty edgy. But I was like, maybe now my editor was like, why don't you write a, uh, an anal sex explainer? And it was like, so offhand, like off, it's kind of like seemed like off the cuff, like the idea she had. And I had written like a masturbation explainer before and like a bunch of other things that like definitely would have been considered, con- that would have been like controversial. And I like, so I wrote it, like just fucking did it. And it like went viral and people like lost their fucking shit over it. Like I was called a, a sodomite on Fox news by Sean Hannity at one point. Oh my God. It was like, it was crazy. There was a public like book burning. This woman did of like what? the teen Vogue magazine, Pardon which my reaction me? because I give no fucks was like, Oh my God, she thought I was in print. <laughs> like, that was like, that was my yeah, reaction. It was, like, I was just like, I don't fucking care. And the trolls fucking descended. But that was like, when I, the moment I realized, like, I guess I just like wasn't entirely clued in to the amount of influence, like I, which sounds like, like, I don't know, like, I just didn't really get it. And at that moment, I was like, Oh, shit, like, I have like a really big responsibility to like, be to like have it, to have a certification in sex education for like my readers. So that's when I went and got certified as a sex educator. Cause I was like, I did a two-year program that I crammed into six months. Wow! I was like, I'm just going to like make it happen uh, and got certified. And so that was kind of like how the whole thing started. And then, and then now I'm a sex educator and work with a bunch of like great brands and like, it's kind of just spiraled and I've never stopped being loud and never stopped wanting women to embrace their sexuality and their power and and tell people all about their clitorises basically all day for a living so yeah i mean that's and the best You're thing our kind of woman about because
2: i think it's completely overlooked for some reason i don't know why still in these days and that's why we wanted to have you on to really cover that why do you think that women's pleasure women's you know even saying clitoris why is that just not something way more common it's still taboo.
1: Like, what the hell? We're in 2020. What's going on here? Why can't we, like, break this ceiling of, like, sexual? Uh, well, like-
0: because of the way that, like, we're socialized to think about sex, really, particularly in the frame of heterosexual, cisgendered sex, it's it completely revolves around the male view, around male pleasure, and most importantly, the penis, which it has to be, like, at the forefront of everything, and because the clitoris does not get directly stimulated by a dick going into a vagina it's not considered important because who cares if a woman has an orgasm as long as a man does and so that's kind of like where the clitoris has been like discovered rediscovered lost again in textbook (laughs) and then rediscovered again and like over and over again and because we have this crazy even though it's not crazy, it's very logical, but it's crazy to me, a uh, hierarchical idea of how sex should be, where intercourse is the, is the end-all, be-all of like what's what real sex is. And so that doesn't include the clitoris, and so it's not considered important. And that's why we consider it lesser, and why we use words like foreplay when talking about oral sex, when it's really just like more play and fucking necessary to have an orgasm. So either do it or get out yeah
1: and also the, <laughs> the clitoris has been in the same spot like since the dawn of time so this idea of lost and found is yeah i agree with it. it's crazy to me too because it's like it's it's not gone anywhere
0: people have thought it's like a myth a mythical thing <laughs> like it's not like until like disturbingly recently the first actual sonogram of the full internal structure of the clitoris which i was going to show you guys but i forgot about the fucking call <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, that we didn't have like the full internal structure of the clitoris, like actually in a sonogram until like the early 2000s. Oh my god. And yeah, I mean, I, to this day, it's like, you know, there's, I still have women, friends, like female friends who know all about their clitoris because I scream it at them. And I've given them a million vibrators who will still be like, I've ha- been able to have orgasms by myself, but like, I can't have one during penetrative sex. That's why. And I'm like, are you fucking done? <laughs> like, why are you doing this to me?
1: Why are you doing this to me?
2: <laughs> okay. Well, actually, I bet you this is far more common than you would think. Well, actually, you probably do know. But why don't you tell people why they can't?
0: Okay, I absolutely will. Because a lot, that's, that's the number one question I get. Oh, I can't have, I can have orgasms myself, can't have them with a partner. can't have orgasms during sex why help i'm broken my body sucks and it's like girl uh uh-uh like that's (laughs) not how it works (laughs) um the clitoris is um you can indirectly stimulate the clitoris like you know vis-a-vis the g-spot which is actually the back of the clitoris like internally but it's actually located like more like hooked up behind the pubic bone if you insert the your fingers into the vagina and hook up towards your pubic bone. That's the back end of the clitoris. But like when you're having like, like penetrative sex, a lot of the time that area is not really getting stimulated because you're not pushing up there. You're going like that. instead of We we can see you. I'm going to put this in words (laughs) because I'm doing hand motions for you, but it's it's like, you're going in and out instead of hooking up, which is why G-spot wands are shaped like curved as opposed to like a penis that is shaped like straight. Um, but the clip uh, but the vagina has essentially no t- touch sensitive nerve endings at all it's designed that way because you have to be able to push a baby out of it if you were if you had touch sensitive nerve endings inside the vagina giving birth would be like would be so painful right humans wouldn't Even do more it. Painful so it's, than it, it already it's, is. you're designed that way so, so that it's like you don't die yeah. giving well. birth <laughs> um touch sensitive and pressure sensitive are two big differences that people should know about which is like Touch sensitive is like where, like where if you touch your skin, like run your hand against your skin, like that feeling on your skin, that's touch sensitive. Pressure sensitive is when you have where you like push into something on your neck, for instance, and you have like a knot and it feels like really good in there. That's like pressure sensitive. So it's like deeper pressure as opposed to like light surface sensitive. So the vagina is actually like so uh, desensitized from touch sensitive nerve endings that you could, you could theoretically have like a surgery, like a small surgery w- wow. without anesthesia.
1: I didn't oh. know, I know that. I was today years old when I learned that.
0: I wouldn't.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend that, <laughs> but.
0: It would still be, it would still be like, it would still be painful because of the pressure of the I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend doing that shit, but like- (laughs) Duly noted.
2: (laughs) No, that's not what we're here to talk about anyways, so that's okay.
0: (laughs) Whereas like the clitoris actually has like 8,000 nerve endings um, and is at the top of the vulva, not inside the vaginal canal. And so you're not going to have orgasms unless you are externally stimulating the clitoris in some way from the vast, vast majority of women. They the the stats say probably that you can, that like thirty percent of women can have se- can have orgasms from internal penetration alone, but that number is like drastically inflated. Like they're not taking into account um, people who are externally stimulating while having penetrative sex. Um, so it's really more like we're talking like five ten percent max of of like female-bodied people who own a vagina can have orgasms that way it's just like not the way it works it would be like giving a hand job and expecting your partner to have an orgasm by rubbing their ball sack <laughs> <laughs> great analogy makes
1: perfect
2: sense yeah like, i love the, that like analogy. ludicrous yes it is but it's funny because Your example just there, we all understood what it meant, but we had to have a full in-depth explanation about our own vaginas to understand what that means. That is what is ludicrous to me.
0: Yeah. Just the fact that we have to have this conversation is like why I do what I do. It's like every time someone wants to have this same conversation, which is like, you know, when I go on podcasts, I do article interviews. I have the same answers because like they're facts, but it's like I will never stop screaming this until everybody gets it until every single Ugh. woman owns a goddamn vibrator understands her clitoris is and is having orgasms to the high heavens by herself and with partners because she understands how her body works
2: honestly the people that don't own an or uh, a vibrator or the people that don't masturbate i just can't even understand what are you doing with your day like how- when what you- are I- you doing I love all day like, i don't i can't i don't know an oh orgasm
0: God. a day keeps sure. the doctor away
2: agreed I found out one of my friends did not have a vibrator instantly I marched her right to the store and was like you need one I oh my god (laughs) I know which friend you're talking about disappointing (laughs) anyways I know. And I it upsets me. I think about it, it literally sometimes really upsets me. I'm like, you're fucking mental and missing out and weird. Love you. But
0: if we all lived in the same place, we would all be best friends because that is like the exact <laughs> yeah. that passion and attitude is exactly like how I'll be like, no, like this is not this. I will. It will not stand. <laughs> I will yeah. not stand for no, this. It, it, it shouldn't. It's like the people
2: that don't drink water like, do you not want to live better? Why? You need it. It's so good. <laughs> you just weird. need it. Okay. Simple as that. But that's the whole point is like,
1: we are in 2020. And there are still women living that way. And we're like, why though? Like, I think it's like this fear of their own body. They're just so uncomfortable in their own skin. They're, fear, they're afraid of like, feeling pleasure that is brought back on by themselves because I like you said, like society makes us believe that like, oh, well you're only getting pleasure because in a heterosexual like situation because the man's getting pleasure. So if you, if you like get some pleasure because of that, then like that's a bonus rather than it should be just for everybody all the time.
0: Exactly. And also it's like you're, you're now in, it's very scary for a male dominated society that uses female sexuality as a tool of control by making you rely on a male partner to have pleasure because you're not encouraged to masturbate. We're told it's dirty, it's bad. Or like, if you'll get addicted to your vibrator, you know, that stupid shit. I still write that article like at least three times a year. The article that you can't. Or it's like, no, you can't. It's not possible. Yeah, like, of course not. But it's like, it's very, very scary. The idea that like a woman or a person with a clitoris would have control of their own pleasure and wouldn't need a man. Like that, it's like you're fucking. Well, I guess free that's what that it comes point. down to. Yes, if that is the ultimate female sexuality and liberating female sexuality is the absolute key to getting rid of the oppressor, of ending the patriarchy, of having power, of having equality, of having feminism. That is what it comes down to. Oh
2: my god, I love that.
1: Yeah, I that's that's powerful, that. and we love that. Yeah, and, and that is what it comes down to. Is like this idea that yeah, society. I think. Maybe certain men in society are afraid, like, oh, well, if women don't need us, like, really, what purpose do we serve? Because it's kind of like, well, yeah, we're wondering like, ourselves. We good,
0: we good. We <laughs> come, yeah. I'm like, It's like I think about, it, it's like, what? Honestly, not entirely yeah. sure. <laughs>
2: um, no, there,
0: and I don't think List it three be reasons,
2: inclusive. Like, if you, well, it's obviously not. I'm just saying, I don't think people should think if you masturbate, then you don't need a man. I like to masturbate by myself. I like to masturbate with my man. I like all of it. You know what I mean? It, it shouldn't be one or the other. It should just be a very fluid sexual experience with or without anyone else.
0: I absolutely agree. I mean, I think masturbation and partnered play are two separate or not necessarily separate because you can masturbate with a partner and then it's like you're combining the things. But it's like masturbation and partner play are not two separate things. Our two separate things are not – one is not better than the other. They're just different sexual experiences, and we should be having all of the sexual experiences we want to have, not limiting ourselves just based on um, fear or being like, oh, if I have a vibrator, then my partner will think he's not good enough. It's like those things are different. It's a completely different experience to have someone's tongue on your clit than it is a vibrator. Yeah, and
2: also if your man is, like, intimidated or – feels away because you have a vibrator get rid of that man that is a sad man yes take him out with the trash yeah that is the stupidest thing in the entire world and if he's threatened by it
1: bye because those are his own deeply rooted issues right like he has his own problems if that's how a man would feel about his woman being confident and being comfortable with their own body but it's so like it's such an interesting thought too because Lots of guys like love it. Like yeah. they want to watch you yeah. masturbate. They <laughs> want to like. They want to know that you're doing that. They hope that you're thinking about them specifically yeah. while you're masturbating. Um, but but then at the same time, they still don't want you to like not want them. Right.
0: So it's it's kind it's of almost a just like exp- like making putting. I wish we could like have just better. Obviously, better sex education in general because it's freaking dog shit.
2: But oh it's God, like men, it's like
0: I don't understand where – I understand, but I also like can't – also can't get my mind around. Like how hard it is for men to understand that they all, masturbate all the time and still want to have sex with a vagina, but <laughs> why can't that – true of women like what the fuck logic is that that was actually going to be my next like
1: question or comment it's like they do exactly what we're talking about but it's still so wrong in society or taboo for women but it's the exact same thing it's literally not different we just happen to be male
2: and female but the only difference is, is guys will, like, leave work to do it. Guys will, like, you know, they are, do it so often that it's, like, completely acceptable at any point in time. I feel like at least we're not – we have a little bit more control, you know what I mean? And so it's even weirder that they would judge us in any sort of way. I
0: think we would all be masturbating, like, crazy if if everybody – masturbation were just completely accepted, like, female and male masturbation, there would be – tons and tons of ladies going off to like masturbate yeah
2: forget the smoke break i'm going for like a little rub break i'm going to vibe bye time
0: for a rub and tug be back yeah. in 20
2: 20 <laughs> girl let me give you my vibrator <laughs> it's the best fucking thing in the world
0: well you know you
1: got to get to point a to point b you gotta factor in the cue, yeah. jess fair enough yeah i was like i was like you gotta like
0: you gotta like, you gotta, like get there you gotta get your lube. You got to yes. like pick which
2: toy you're going <laughs> to use out of the 9,000. No, I'm obsessed yeah. with the uh, – what is it? I have a Wee Vibe. No, I don't think it's the Wee Vibe. I think it's the one with the air. Anyways, I can orgasm in like one minute. So super the efficient way. for those work ones. The Womanizer. Oh, yeah. And it. And if you put your finger in it, you can't even feel anything. But when you put it on yourself, it's like, holy
0: fuck. Very odd. Uh, and then it looks like one of those little – um, like a baby thermometer. Yeah. It does. It office where they put it in their ear. Yeah. yeah, there's no phallic sense to it whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, you're like, oh, this is an interesting thing. And I, like the fr- first time I ever used a womanizer, I was like, I like put it on my clit and was kind of like, what's this strange feeling? Oh, like that's, that's something I've never felt before. And then it was I'm orgasming. <laughs> <laughs> Orgasm. <laughs> I know. I,
2: that's like, what I'm is
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I recommend fully to everyone. And I got truly um.
0: ingenious.
2: Yeah, no, it really is. And when I first got it, like I said, I put it on my finger. I'm like, okay, this is a piece of shit. Like I it's like to broken, grow. and I was very <laughs> wrong.
0: But this is a vibrator.
2: Yeah, this is trash.
0: <laughs> like give me my womanizer. Yeah, you'd
1: probably give up many other things before you'd give up
2: the womanizer. You're like mm, food, not important. Oh yeah, like my firstborn child, <laughs> Done. like anyone that I love. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> no no priorities folks seriously
1: but it does go back to like the education stuff too because when you're a young woman like or a female that is not something that's like discussed in most households and especially when you break it down further to like anything cultural or religious um and obviously I can't speak for every household but like even for us growing up like this was just not something that was discussed at all and barely even discussed like in my yeah, household personally for like I have a younger brother. So it was just like masturbation was just never a topic. Like it wasn't that my parents were like, oh, my God, dirty. You don't do that. But they just didn't have that conversation. And so I think as a girl, like I was like, ooh, like what's wrong with me? Like, why do I like this? Why do I want to do this? Like, I don't even really understand it. And like, it's not even really discussed in school still. So it's. How are we ever supposed to know until you get on friggin' Instagram? Like,
0: yeah, how are we? There was a, a nationwide survey that was done like really recently where it was like what, what parents believe should be in like school curricula. And like the vast majority of parents want to talk, people to talk about like queer relationships and safer sex practices and STI education. Nowhere in the survey itself is the word masturbation. It's not even asked. It's not even up for discussion. What? Like, like, the idea that they would talk about masturbation in school, even though it's, like, the most normal part, a normal part of human sexuality, like, it's not even, it's not even on the table right now. And
2: it's one of, like, the beginnings of sexual expression. Well, like, expression. skips
0: over so much.
1: Exactly. Like, it skips a whole of chapter in your life. If you don't even understand what you're doing in your own body and, like, what those feelings are and why they're having them and, like, understanding them, how the hell are you supposed to just be like, oh, well, I'm also, I'm queer or I'm... I like this kind of like a kink. Would you even know what kink is? Like it's just like this huge like missing bit that we all should have like very in-depth conversations on from an early age so we can get to those next parts of like sexuality and understanding like how we feel about Ourselves and each other, and like who we love or choose to love, and like just so on and so on.
0: Absolutely, I mean that's like that's my one of the things, biggest things I got, like, I advocate for is having discussions, age appropriate discussions about pleasure and sex education, starting around the age of like like four or five years old with kids, starting with stuff like consent, um, agency over your body, not like teaching kids like you know you don't you don't touch another you don't like touch another kid or another person without asking permission not in a sexual way per se but like you should ask permission you should never force ask children to like hug relatives they don't know um and talk about masturbation and how it's like normal and like that like it's a normal part of human sexuality it's nothing to be embarrassed of not using stupid fucking words like wee wee and hoo hoo for like penises and vaginas like call them by their proper names so that they're not automatically this like bad thing because even if you call it something cute like like my kitty or like your whatever some weird shit like name it automatically means it's something that you can't say yeah totally yeah
1: and and it also is a disconnect between like yourself and what you whatever you own like if it's a vagina or a penis like, like you
0: wouldn't call your arm you're like, your, your your leg tree. <laughs> branch. <laughs> your leg tree branch.
1: It's like that's stupid and make Although my son does call his knee his leg
2: elbow. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just logical, I think.
0: That's just like you just have a you just have a smart kid. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Do I <laughs> Yeah, but I mean it's interesting cuz in my household like I have two children and they're both males and um, we are, we abide by that very much. Like we call them penises. They're very aware of like what body parts I have and why I'm different because I'm a female and they're male. And you know, they're young, so they're curious about their bodies. And I'm like, that's no problem. You can like play with your penis and you can touch it. But that's something you do in your room. And that's private. Like that's not for anybody else. Like you're not showing that no one else touches it. Like, so we it's in my youngest is five now. And we've been having like that kind of um, communication around it since They were like three because I have said like, I don't want them to be afraid. And for guys, I really don't think they are the way women are but I just don't want to set that precedent. Like I want them to be very aware of themselves, their bodies, what, it, what the feelings are and like what he they do. Is
2: very aware of his body. and <laughs> He is
1: not scared. Yes. My, my youngest is like borderline a nudist, which is fine, but. <laughs> that's uh, the best. Yeah. Yeah, oh my no. God. The kid sounds awesome. Yeah. We no. do not, we do not stifle his uh, freedom of expression. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty jealous about it. I wish that it would be acceptable to even talking to
1: other friends and, like, with their children, they still don't, like, operate that way. And no judgment because, like, raise your kids how you want to raise your kids. But I just, like, think about it. Like, in later in life, this could come back to bite you in the ass. But I mean, like, some judgment, though.
0: Like, it's total weird, judgment. It's total judgment. You're right. <laughs> I mean, I judge. I judge. When, if I hear stuff like that, like, from, a like, a some someone who has kids, like, that they don't, like, that they do some, you know, they're not teaching their kids or having these conversations with their children. I'm like, what are you fucking doing? What are you fucking well, doing? Well who's gonna teach them? Yeah. Obviously not schools. Yeah it's like who it's like where do you think they're gonna get that? Like the only place they're gonna get that education is going to be pornography, and that's not going to be good for anyone, because porn is not sex education, it doesn't claim to be sex education, but is by default the sex education that most kids get, and that's bad. It is bad. And that's
1: exactly where men, a lot of men get their, like, understanding of sex, and like, the way they conduct themselves or the way they think women should conduct themselves during sex and have these expectations that are usually unrealistic because it is entertainment. It isn't sex education. Yeah. And then we just start that like vicious cycle all over again.
2: When is, so you said five is a good time to really start talking about that because I think a lot of people would feel that it maybe before that or even around then it's, it's uh inappropriate or it, it opens if you start talking about sex to your kid they worry that oh my god what if they start wanting to do sexual things so how do you what do you say to people who feel that way
0: they feel do way. they're they're like i'm sorry they do they're not gonna want this weird idea that like education means that you're gonna start to have like start to do sex sexual things with the other children especially. Um, or like behave promiscuously, like at an earlier age. But it's like the the stats and the facts of that do not match up. Education, understanding consent, understanding bodily autonomy, understanding body parts has statistically shown again and again, study after study, means that kids have sex and intercourse at later ages. It's just it's just a fact. Like having more knowledge, making it less taboo, makes it something that rebellious children who want to do what their parents say they shouldn't do, don't want to do it. If they know if they, it's not some, it's not some dangerous, like bad thing. That's going to like ruin. That's like, like a secret thing they can keep from you or that they want to keep from you because it's so taboo and so bad. Like, like it's the same thing with like drinking. It's like, if you talk about alcohol and, and like, aren't, don't make it this like scary, bad thing. Talk about the risks. Talk about like how, like what's proper and improper use of it um, like kids are not going to be binge drinking because they, I mean, they probably will. Sometimes we all do, but like, they'll get
2: there, but maybe at a reasonable experiment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, But it's like, it's like, you don't have to, if you make, if you have these conversations, it's like, and that kid is going to get into a lot less trouble and be in a lot less like sketchy situations, like with the alcohol example, because like, they're not going to think they can't talk to you about it. Right, and that's, right. that's like the crucial thing with sexuality. It's like when you make it something that is like bad or taboo or, or, or silly or embarrassing, kids don't want to ask you questions and then they end up being shitty the shitty partners shitty people and they don't know and they are confused and then they have to like go see a therapist because they're like fuck me like i don't know anything and do you think that is the biggest problem then like parents or
1: society like maybe it's more north american society or western culture is just too afraid that if they talk about it it's gonna equal they're gonna go run out and have sex with the first person they see kind of situation is like is that what's holding us back from like having these very necessary and like <laughs> Realistic conversations that it's just like, oh, we don't want you to be armed with knowledge.
0: Yeah, it's this very, um, this very primitive kind of fear that it's gonna turn, that's gonna make this so- like have it'll be like the downfall of society and will become like a hedonistic, like dian- Dionysus level. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, sex crazed, crazed, <laughs> like sex crazed world. Like that's like that's weird. that's like this like puritanical, but that's this puritanical religioso like basic root of society this is all socially constructed none of this is true right but also don't we take into
2: consideration that sex is a a need um you know the same way we need to
0: eat like why doesn't it get it the weight that it's deserved exactly it's like the we 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 put set, made sex bad, made it taboo, even though it is as a natural a human function as eating or sleeping. It is like a natural human phenomenon. And the only reason that we have all of this, like, the re- the only reason we have all of this, like, shame around talking about sex is because we've decided to make it bad as a culture. And so if you t- make sex normal, and you make it a normal part of human sexuality, or hum- human life, and you treat it as such with the same neutrality that you would any other thing you explain to a child then it stops being it stops being bad it stops being something people are confused about because it's just talked about and people aren't scared yeah it
1: should just be like one of three steps exercise have a healthy diet have sex, like those are <laughs> those There's are the three pillars
0: learn, of life.
2: <laughs> Crazy sex craze.
0: <laughs> it's like we t- we teach we teach kids like how to like how to eat healthy. We teach kids like you know they should exercise. We teach kids how to be like nice good friends and how to be learn to share. <laughs> yeah, you know, like like norm, but like when it comes to sex, like shh, shh, don't talk about it. That. That's embarrassing. I don't want to talk to my kid about that. It's like ask yourself why. Ask yourself why that is. Because and
2: who's better, too? Yeah,
0: seriously. Because the, the thing is, like, there's this crossed wire situation, too, where it's like parents expect the school to teach their kids the sex stuff. And then the school expects the parents to teach the kids about the sex stuff. So nobody's teaching them. And so they go online because they were in the schoolyard when they're six years old and Billy from math class (laughs) said the word penis. And they're like, I don't know what that is. And then they Google it. Guess what comes up first? It's a bunch of penises and porn sites. And then you have a six year old being exposed to hardcore pornography because their parents didn't explain to them (laughs) what that was.
1: Parents, are you listening? Cause get on it. Like, Sit the kids down and have the sex talk and like a real sex talk, not like birds and the bees, like
0: use the right names. Expecting your child. It's also not one conversation. It's multiple conversations. But expecting, Continuous your, too. Con- expecting your child. Yeah, it should be going on for years. It's like expecting your child to expecting someone to learn how to have sex from porn and not explaining what it is would be like thinking you're going to learn how to drive by watching the Fast and the Furious.
2: Well, oh, that's, yeah, that's so terrible. You're, you're so good with these analogies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really eye-opening.
0: I got these down, man. They're like these are my go-to. I'm like I'm like let me espouse the evangelical nature of my sex positivity.
1: <laughs> I mean though, they're so simplistic. Like if you don't get it from like those couple analogies, then like we've got bigger fish to fry obviously because it really but is it's exactly
2: accurate yeah it really it is shows just the that. magnitude yeah yeah and it really shows how ridiculous it would it be shows how year.
0: dangerous and how how you are putting the, the car analogy with fast and the furious it's like mm-hmm. you're putting someone's life in danger in both situations yeah so yeah. think you got to think about it that way it's like sex is like a, a fit as a natural human it's not a, fit, a drive per se but it's like a it's a reward system that people like want to do And so it's like, they're going to do it anyway. Give them the information they need so they can protect themselves.
2: But why wouldn't you call it a natural drive? Because I can't control these things. I feel what I feel. Um,
0: Yeah. It's actually, it's a, so sex drive, like the idea that sex is like a, as like, um, it's, it's definitely a hundred percent orgasms and pleasure and sexuality, unless you're the asexual community aside. Um, are necessary for a happy human life. But really, this is like a big reason why, like, uh, the idea that women have lower sex drives than men uh, is because of this misunderstanding. Sex drive, it's, it's actually not a drive, it's a reward system. So it's kind of like, it's where you want more of it, the more good experiences you're having. If you've reinforced that it feels good or something feels good, it makes you want it more. Your brain now wants it more um and so that's why like if you have se- positive sexual experiences where you're having orgasms you're like oh i want more of that now i want to do it all the time and i know that's going to be great and so it feels like a drive because you're like oh i know that's going to be great but you um a sec- a, a, hu- a human drive is defined as something that you would like literally die without even though it definitely feels it would feel it feels like Jess would die three days without an (laughs) orgasm. But, like, it's, like, you would die if you didn't – physically die if you didn't sleep. You would physically die if you didn't eat. You would not necessarily die if you didn't orgasm again. You'd be fucking miserable. (laughs) Well, yeah, it would play a big,
2: big part on your mental health, right? It does. I can certainly tell you that any time you've gone without, like – When I get really,
0: like, uh, anxious or, or or like – because I am – I'm sure it's coming across, but a highly anxious person, my husband will be like, um, babe, how long has it been since you've had nausea?" And like, "No," and then he'll just like handle that. I love how that'll handle that. Yeah, I love that. he'll
2: just handle that. <laughs> He's a keeper.
0: <laughs> like, we can take take care of that. He's like, let me just like handle that for you. Or like, do we want to handle that? Yeah.
2: So, okay. This is another thing that I think, um, we've kind of touched on about how male pleasure is more superior to, than female pleasure. But like, when do we start teaching, do we start teaching our kids? Like, when do we start telling boys that it's very, very wrong to think that they could have an orgasm without returning the favor?
0: Um, I mean, I think that it's like, it's, it's part of, it's part of larger conversations about how mutual pleasure between partners is necessary no matter what kind of relationship whether it's heterosexual or queer or it doesn't matter what kind of uh, person you're having sexual pleasure with it's important that your pleasure is as important as your partner's pleasure is and that should go both ways um male pleasure is not more important than female pleasure female pleasure is not more important than male pleasure they are equal and should be treated with the same weight and that's the kind of conversation you have with your kid being like when we when you're having when we're, you're with a partner it's the exact same courtesy you would if you were borrow if you were with somebody and you're at a on a dinner date with them and you're being courteous and doing nice things for them and t- and speaking in a that exact same respect so that is not a time that you, that you the respect goes out the window it is the exact same level of respect yeah cuz i think that is a problem just Basically like teaching kids how to have respect. Like the other person. Um, I mean, I think that's more like a, an adolescent conversation. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sit down your three-year-old. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: When, when, you're, when kids are – because you're having these conversations where your kid feels really comfortable. Um, first of all, your kid will, will probably ask you. If you have set up a situation where you have a reciprocal conversations about sex, where your kid does not feel nervous about asking you questions, there's nothing bad about it. They just ask can just ask you anything they want, they will probably come to you and have questions. And you can answer those questions with, like, openness and honesty. And then they won't be scared to ask more questions. That's part of it. It's like when you shut kids down being like, that's bad or that's not a good thing, they will never ask you again because kids get flustered.
2: Yeah, of course.
1: That goes with adults, too. Right. And and that is kind of, like, scary to talk to your parents about it, too, because you do – you don't necessarily want them to know everything about you and or what you're up to or what you're thinking about, but yes, if the foundation is there that they feel comfortable coming and uh, starting the, the conversation. Like, that's a then, big
2: thing.
1: Yeah, that it's a big thing because it means you're letting your parents know that you're like ready to enter that like phase of your life, and
2: and now you're all like safe and and can do it. Yes, because yeah. they can help protect you
0: from some things. Also, I think like you know you get to the you get. If, there, if your child hasn't asked you questions about it and like you're looking like, what age do I talk to? Like, what age do I do this? To? so It's like probably a time when you think they would be starting to have thoughts about, sexual thoughts about other kids. Which is like, think about when, that's like too much for you. It's like, think about when you were like 11, 12 years old. Like, you know you were thinking about that shit. So have a conversation with your kid about mutual respect and sexual situation you can preface it if you'd like to like, I don't, I'm not necessarily saying you're having like sexual experiences right now with other kids or anything like that. I just want you to understand how this all works. It's like, it's like you have to have respect. For other human beings in every situation and this will include sexuality it's really like teach your kid how to be respectful of other human beings yeah yeah how to just be a decent person
2: but i just find that that is a huge issue with people that i've slept with and in situations that i've been in where the emphasis sometimes wasn't always on my orgasm which i found really freaking strange because the emphasis was clearly on his so it's like why? it's not like one person missed that memo. It's like a huge thing. So I'm glad we talked about it. Many people yeah, missed that memo. Part of,
0: I think it's it's part of it's all tied into this, right? It's like we're yeah. not talking about sexuality. We're not. We're. It's like young women aren't learning about their clitoris, but that also means that young, that boys and are also not learning about the clitoris. So like the people you go into your sexual encounters with other people, and you're learned all of your. All of your sex moves from pornography and like are like the don't worst. know what you're doing, and you think your partner is probably <laughs> having amazing orgasms from your penis in them, and and you're like this should be this should be working. Why won't why it do work? you not love this? I'm ramming
2: you as Jack hard as Rabbit. I can. Ew. You're not going to orgasm in thirty <laughs> seconds. What's happening? Why are you not
0: loving? Me? I'm I'm pounding you as hard as I possibly can yeah. right now.
2: Why are you not screaming with pleasure? I don't understand. Girl, the porn- no, that well, that goes back. <laughs> that goes back to the unrealistic <laughs> expectations that porn can <laughs> place on society. And but I mean, I it's not bad. I don't think porn is bad. I think porn can be educational. I've learned things from porn.
0: Porn is entertainment, yeah. though. Yeah, it's yes, like exactly. Yeah. Porn yeah. Is, it's it has like a you, place. You can learn that. you, it's like you can learn that you want that you want that driving is cool. It looks cool, and you're excited to learn how to drive from watching Fast and the Furious, but that's not gonna teach you how to drive. Right. Porn isn't education. It's never claimed to be education. I mean, there, is, yeah. there are some sites now that are actually making some cool, like explicit education videos, but that's like, but, like how another to porn conversation porn for another day. <laughs> but it's like porn has never claimed to be like, oh, we, we are sex education. They're not like, we're sex education. No, they're entertainment. Yeah. They're movies. Yes. They're meant to be stimulating and literal actors. And it's like, yes. why? It's like watching The Godfather and (laughs) expecting that that's how you learn to be a parent.
2: Yeah, (laughs) no, it's certainly not meant to give all of the information (laughs) that you get or that you need about sex. Um, That's for sure.
1: Everything has a place, though, right? like it it serves its purpose and if you're someone who like enjoys pornography but i think at that age you like understand yeah that's right we're looking at it as adults what service what purpose it serves right like you're like okay this is like a tool in my sex tool box and i like to use this sometimes or i have to use it all the time or like whatever maybe use it alone maybe use it with a partner like who whatever it is but it's not like it doesn't define what sex is um, so I think that's an education there as well as that people need to know that it is, it has its place. If you choose to have, give it a place.
0: You have to teach kids what porn is. You can't like, vent in the room with pornography. You cannot pretend it's not there and you cannot right. pretend they're not going to find it. And you like, it's like, if you want to really delude yourself into thinking that you probably shouldn't fucking procreate. <laughs> I said it. Excellent point. I said point. it. <laughs> and mic drop. <laughs>
2: Yeah, there. I mean, that's all we really need to know.
0: <laughs> but I was like, well, that's been said. I just dropped that right in there. But you know yeah, what? Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Tell though. us how you really are... feel, Gigi.
1: <laughs> exactly. But you aren't wrong. Like, if you can't be comfortable with, like, some of the more challenging parts of parenting, then don't be a parent because it's going to happen right, right. and it's not just going to be sex. That, so. is,
0: that is the tea. That's the tea, girl. Yes. <laughs> Like, it, it can't be... If you don't know how to talk to your kid and be a parent, don't... Don't be a parent. Be one. It's... Yeah. Um, the truth is, it's not like we're asking
2: for you to move mountains. We're not asking or suggesting that you do something ridiculous. It's literally just having small conversations.
0: Yeah. No, like, that's why it's like it's so... Like, people go from fucking zero to 60. They think if you're teaching children what sex is and, like, helping them understand their bodies, then you must, must be teaching them sexism and about tantra. They, like, don't... <laughs> get it it's not what it is and yeah, what are not- you not understanding about this
1: and like you said it's not all <laughs> one conversation one time where you have to pack everything that even falls under the umbrella of sex into this yeah. one conversation and then we never speak of it again like, like it's gradual yeah. and <laughs> it's got to be a gradual and continuous
2: thing it's
0: conti- conti- no wonder it's like so awkward
2: Yeah. Yeah, of course, that would be awkward. Like, sweetie, sit down. I have to tell you a lot of shit. Here's some porn for reference. Like, (laughs) No, that would be awkward. There's
0: some visual. It's like when you call it like capital T, capital T, capital T, the talk, like it makes it into this video. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think that's what people get a little hesitant about for sure.
0: Yeah, you're giving
1: it too much weight.
0: Yes, you're making it too, you're making it scary. You're making it a... A boogeyman or a monster under the bed. Like you, you've done that. You've created that yourself. It's like all of this stuff yeah. only has meaning. Meaning exactly. Um, but one of the other things
1: that, so like, that's the truth of it, man. Yeah, that is the truth of it, and I hope people take that and like do something good with this information. Uh, but one of the other things that, like, Jess and I have talked about before, and what we find is like crazy for women, especially still, is like for instance, like with our own bodies, like. I'm more comfortable going and getting a Brazilian like sugar or wax and spreading my butt cheeks open for like this stranger and doing it myself. Like I'm spreading my own cheeks than I am for like my partner of 11 years. Like to me, I'm still like uncomfortable by that. But this stranger, I'm like, get right in that b-hole. That's all good. Just get that hair out of there. Like, but I, my, if my husband was like, spread your butt cheeks open for me. So I can, like, I enjoy that. I'd be like, are you insane? What's wrong with you? I will never. like, sicko. (laughs) What's wrong with us? Like, why are, I know I'm not alone in this situation. So what is wrong with us
2: as women? You started too late. I I had when I was younger. I asked my friends to look because I needed to know what it was going on down there. So I'm like, guys, and we did, and so I knew exactly what it looked like just with my friends. So then I wasn't
0: weirded out. I going to see what is happening there. Yeah, like what is going on? <laughs> I feel like a lot of and then like a, there's a lot of when it comes to buttholes, like a lot of uh, women, especially like they're, it's like we're socialized to believe that. The only thing you can do with a butthole is anal sex. You're not going to like it. And you're, all the guys you date are going to want to do it. So it be, but like anal can actually be extremely pleasurable for women if it's done in a safe and a safe way. And like, we don't talk about the, like the safety of it. And also it's like anal sex is not the only thing on the table and you should not just be like immediately shoving penises in your butthole. You will no. that will hurt. I promise that will. <laughs> yes.
1: i promise that is a guarantee
0: (laughs) like and and like but the anal but it's like it comes down for like all of that like all of that like the anus is like a a very pleasurable zone but it's like we've again made it bad and made it dirty and made it the same really it's all part of sex but it's actually a very pleasurable area it's like if you explore it um, but it's like, it's part of being like dirty and bad and anything sexual is immediately shameful. And that's where it well, brings even... up those like those gut feelings that you have with your, with your partner, like of that being like, Oh no, I could never cause it's like shame. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's true. And I guess that is like, I don't feel like I'm like that. Like, I don't feel shame or judged or anything. But it's this weird, like, level of comfort with this complete stranger than it is with someone who has seen humans exit my body, like, and also put them in my body. So yeah. like, it's it's very, like, hard to kind of wrap your head around. And I feel like a lot of other women um, are probably feel similar feelings about stuff like that because like we, so many of us go and get different procedures that are very like exposing and, and you have to be quite vulnerable and there, it's easier to do that than it is to do that with, and even with a partner that you aren't like, you know, necessarily super familiar with or you, you know, it's like your first hookup or whatever. So... It's just – it's, again, like, women just seem to be out of touch with their own bodies in certain situations. And, like, that needs to change. Like, we need to just be good.
0: And not just sexual, too. True. Sex – sexual in any nature, the shame comes – like, bubbles up. And then Mm -hmm. you – want to shut it mm-hmm. down and you like you lose interest or you think it's bad or you don't want to do it because anything with sexuality is immediately linked to something you're not supposed to be doing and not something you're supposed to be talking about because good girls don't talk about sex or like it and nice girls don't do that stuff yeah and nice girls like you and like they have uh, the idea where it's like you know if, if you um you if you have anal sex with a guy, then you're always going to be like up the butt, girl. That's from I think like a Sex in the City episode, and I was <laughs> like, uh,
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> sex in the City failing us? <laughs> I was
0: like, what? <laughs> I was like, who gives a shit? And if he and if, if thinks <laughs> poorly of you because you had anal with them, then they can go they can go fuck themselves because you should not be fucking them again or any more. Yeah.
2: They literally can go fuck themselves. So, yeah, because, yeah, they should not be getting that from you. The other thing I wanted to to mention was I think you'd be surprised. Oh, well, you probably Gigi wouldn't be. But a lot of women don't um, take a mirror and look at their own vaginas. Why the hell is that? Like, why don't you want to see what your body looks like? I
0: mean, uh, I teach a class about this uh, where I have like women in the class, like with a hand mirror and they have to look at their vulvas and vaginas for like the the, the vaginal opening, like the first time. And they've never because they've never seen it. And a lot of the time in the class, it'll be the first time that they've even looked at it. And it's like because we're women are also socialized to believe that like they're that you're you're. Pussy looks weird or your vulva is gross or it smells bad. And that's all part of this like sexual shame nonsense designed to control you. Because if you don't have, if you don't even know what your own vulva looks like, then you're immediately, you're immediately disempowered. You immediately don't own your sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't know what
1: it does or scared what scared of with it.
0: it. And you, because you, because you think badly on it. So that's, it's a tool of the oppressor to be like, bulbs are weird looking, they're gross, they're not pretty. It's like Don't look at that, that language and that ideology is a creation. So how, what is the average age do you think of the women in that class? Cause that's like sad, right? I mean, I mean, it, it ranges, but like I've had women in the class who were like in their forties and fifties oh, trying to explore their sexuality and like have never even looked at their own vulva before and are confused by it. Like are like, oh, I, why should I do that? Um, And then they'll kind of, I guess, come across the class and then be like, oh, this is like a safe space. And it's really like there's like it's very emotional. There's crying often. It's because it's just like it's it's like a profound discovery to realize that you missed out on a part of yourself for so long. That is like that is a that is a very affronting moment for some people.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense that they would have that reaction. I can't imagine not being familiar with myself and then you feel like what have I been doing all these years like more shame of course because that's what womanhood is about apparently but
0: self-blame because yeah. that is yeah. the way all women must self-blame so yeah. it's of course your fault <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no I'm glad that you're offering that course these things are so freaking important um they should be this is what should be taught in school this is what Lauren and I say all the fucking time like we are just failing people not expressing this
1: we're a failing society. Yeah. Like, society is failing society by keeping this information, like, in the, you know, in the dark web zone type thing where yeah. it's like, shh, don't talk about that. But, like, thank God for people like you, Gigi, because, you know, even, like you said, women in their 40s or and 50s are just learning about their own bodies. And, like, even in my 20s and 30s, like, I've still learned stuff. And, I mean, I think there's always things that you can learn, Um But I do, now that I'm aware of so many different things, aware of my body, aware of my own feelings, think like, oh, my God, if I had just been talked about, like, had this conversation when I was, before I was 10, then again, different conversations in my teens and so on and so on, like, everything would have been a lot different for me. and. I'm lucky it wasn't bad. Like, I didn't have, like, terrible experiences. But, yeah, I think it was a while before I really realized, like, oh, I really like this, too. Or I'm allowed to like this, too. Or I deserve to get the pleasure. Yeah.
2: You can demand it
1: as well. It's not just, like, a side dish to the sex. Like, well, you know... If you pay extra, you get an orgasm also.
0: We're pretty like badass sex positive bitches in this uh three yeah. in this threesome here. That's but like tragic? imagine if we yeah. just had these goddamn conversations <laughs> when we were kids, we would be absolutely unstoppable. But women will run the world when we liberate female sexuality. And that is the T is that's why they're still keeping it so hush hush and so puritanical and bad. Because the minute that happens Women take over. That is the end of the patriarchy. We will crush them.
1: Well, that is like... What we're hoping that for. Is, that should be on
2: a fucking t-shirt, <laughs> yeah. okay? Like No, that should be on a fucking billboard out. on every intersection, loud and proud. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, Teach like, your
0: daughters about their clit. Sons, too. <laughs>
2: well, sons, too. Yeah. Everyone. Sons, too.
1: Teach the world. Everybody needs to know what their own body does and what others... And everybody else's body does, too. <laughs>
2: So. <laughs> what does your body do?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, this was absolutely amazing, amazing. And like, I've had such a blast chatting with you, Gigi. Oh my like God, it's... I love
2: your energy so much all the way over there in Greece. It's been the best. Yes, Thank can you, you.
0: Bring it bring it to Canada. I That's am...
2: where we are. Yes, we're in
0: Toronto. Oh. Come visit us. Coronavirus stuff ends. I, I will know. Come, I know. I will come visit Visit the Canadi- Canadian Canada. Canada yeah. I called it Canadian pretend I didn't say that
1: we'll edit that part out I was
0: gonna say I like tried to say Canadians and then said I don't know what the fuck I
2: probably just said Canadian gonna... either way we totally got your gist because you're you
0: live in England right yeah I live in London now I'm from Chicago
1: though yeah well I didn't uh, pick up on a English accent there I definitely heard... yeah yeah
0: well, I mean obviously I mean that would be can you imagine if I was like yeah I'm from there <laughs> I be like we don't think you are. Oh so now I just um. I mean, I don't mean to like call you out, Gigi, but like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not true.
1: <laughs> um, you're lying. Yeah,
0: it's just. And not to be rude, but like you're full of shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> At least she knows
2: about the clit. We'll yeah. give her that. <laughs>
1: I don't care what accent you have as long yeah. as you're constantly talking <laughs> about the clit and promoting female sexual
2: empowerment.
1: That's all you need to do. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Amazing. So why don't you tell people where people can find you?
1: Yeah. Because for those of th- those people that are not following you, they need to be. Totally.
0: Yes. Please follow me. I love new friends. Yay. Um, you can follow my website is MissGGangle.com. That's where you can find like all of my good juicy stuff, my newsletter and my, you can read my book, All the Fucking Mistakes. Um which you can find on Amazon and all your local bookstores Um, and also Twitter and Instagram. I'm Gigi angle on there. So come be friends with me and let's chat about sex. And you can watch my ditties, my videos of all about your clitoris.
1: I love your videos. I do watch all of them. I love them. Me too. (laughs) I'm so glad. (laughs) They're, they are great and they're quick and they're easy and they make me smile. So thank you. For your content. I appreciate it. And and thank you again for chatting with us and taking time yes. out of your vacation. Yes. Like we have We're to let you get back us. to that.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes. Honestly,
0: I will take time out of any vacation to talk about clips any day. Thank Amazing. you. We love Perfect. that. <laughs> well,
2: have fun. Have a drink for us on the beach. We're cold in here in Toronto, so thanks. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. it's it's gorgeous here. Sorry guys. That blows. Um okay. <laughs> We'll talk to you soon, babe. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.